Justin? What's up, man? Uh, not much. Uh, I think, you know, I think I'm still dealing with the repercussions of uh, Dude Goose Poop. Uh, you know, it's probably not his fault. It's probably Charter this time, but I think I won't blame it on him. Okay. What is, yeah, okay. Just the internet issues in general is his fault? Yeah, you know, we're just, we're starting late. It was, you know, couldn't get this audio right, couldn't get the connection to work, all these things. Still, yeah. I still think it's Goose Poop's fault. He, yeah. You know, our recording history has been pretty much smooth sailing until that episode. Yeah, I know, right? Well, so no reason much, to yeah. uh, no reason to cry over over spilt goose poop. Uh, let's just move on. Uh, we got Matt on the show with us from Graphite Labs tonight to talk about some Yoshi's Cookie, and I'm pretty excited. We uh, haven't had you on, Matt, since. I think it was Rambo, which was probably what four years ago or something. Long time. What's going on, dudes? It's been a while. Yeah, I remember that episode, um, and the, the years have kind of flown by. So, um, yeah. yeah, it's been it's been a quick couple. So catch us up then. Well, what's the latest from from Graphite Labs? What are you guys doing these days? So our studio's always been a mix between uh, original IP. Uh, when I was on the show last, I was talking about Hive Jump. Uh, inspired by Contra and Metroid and a lot of other great uh, NES titles. Um, But we balance that original property development with uh, a lot of licensed titles. So I think since I was on the show last, we've pumped out, um, uh, well, we brought High Jump to Switch and Xbox. We uh, developed quite a few other uh, licensed titles and we got to work with, with Atari on uh, a game called Roller Coaster Tycoon uh, Story for oh, mobile, which okay. was exciting, and uh, yeah, it's it's been it's been a busy couple of years for sure. Oh, that's awesome! I, I Roller Coaster Tycoon. I always remember playing or at least the original one on the computer way back in the day. Could never it's figure the, out how to make it's a roller coaster. The best one ever. I could never figure out one roller <laughs> coaster that, that they would people would actually ride, but you know. <laughs> Yeah, it, that original one probably doubled as Death Simulator, you know, Tycoon. You know, a lot of people, right. yeah, you know, launching into lakes and whatnot. But it was an amazing title, and it, it's been fun to be connected to the franchise. Yeah, cool. Well, that's cool. So we're going to talk about Yoshi's Cookies tonight. I think you told me um, you guys have a game that you're developing now. It's kind of similar in a way, sort of. Well, so it is the the roller coaster tycoon story game that we built um, was inspired by a classic, you know, roller coaster tycoon, you know, uh, yeah. roller coasters and shops and kiosks and stuff. But we've adapted it into be a, a puzzle game, and you know, I took some inspiration from some classics, including Yoshi's Cookie, and how they move their puzzle pieces around in order to kind of create a little bit of a, a lane uh, rail style gameplay for for our roller coaster title. So, yeah, Yoshi's Cookie. Um, here it is, you know, 20, 30 years later, inspiring modern day game developers to make puzzle games. Interesting. Okay, that's cool. Um, yeah, so, very cool. Justin, you know what I forgot? What? This. This is the No Swear Gamer from YouTube and the Atari 700 <laughs> Game by Game podcast. And you are listening to the podcasting pride of the Smoky Mountains, the two dudes in a nest, with your hosts, Dude Michael and Dude Justin. So, well, better late than ever. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. Right. We're just kind of starting over. Uh, you know, but that's okay. Matt got to tell, <laughs> tell us about his game before we even did the intro. So, how about that? 
They're it's a prequel. Good. There you go. Yeah. All right. Cool. Uh, all right. So. Well, you, you know, I, that seems to be somewhat of the of the the podcast way nowadays. Like, if you, I don't know if you've noticed, but like Joe Rogan, he has like five minutes of ads before. And uh, I think <laughs> other podcasts do that. We were just letting Matt kind of throw out his, uh, you know, basically his ad before yeah, the uh, before the intro. <laughs> so now we're ready to do the show. Okay, cool. All right. And so everybody uh, has just now started listening because if you're like me, I always set my podcast to uh, skip the first five minutes. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I do. I'm pretty sure that people probably out there listening to our podcast just set their podcast and app to just skip our podcast. Right. Oh, um, it, it, it's it's one of those podcasts that's on there. If it's still on their podcast app, like, uh, you know, they're asking, are you still interested in this podcast? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Listen to it. And then, you know, eight months. When some, you lose some. We just lose quite a bit. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? I know what we're going to do. We're going to talk about Yoshi's Cookie. Do you have any history for us? Now it's time for Justin's historical tidbits and trivia. Time to get out your D-pad notepads because you're about to get schooled by the doctor. All right. So we have a quiz game. Yes. All right, we're kind of on a roll we with the quiz games because we're having so many guests, you know. Yeah, I don't think we were doing these when Matt was on last, so you may have to. Okay, all right. Give him a little scoop. So Matt, we've been doing uh, historical tidbits and trivia in a bit of a quiz game format when we have guests on. And they okay. The guest takes on Mike uh, in a head-to-head battle. And how it works is I'll read the question, and each question will have there'll be five total questions with a tiebreaker in case there's a tie um, by people not getting certain questions or whatever. But uh, I'll read the question, and there'll be four multiple choice answers. You can buzz in at any time if you think you know the answer, so you do not have to wait for the four multiple choice um, question, multiple choices. Uh, okay. But you won't get those choices if you buzz in. So you have to just say your answer. Gotcha. So you buzz in by saying your name, and you have a one-syllable name, a strong one-syllable name. So that's a, <laughs> you need that for this game. So Great. Uh, we won't have to change your name for the game. All right. So you guys are ready to get started. Oh, I'm ready. We'll get it on. I'm ready. All right. All right. So... This game was originally developed by a company by the name of Home Data as an arcade game that was quite different than Yoshi's Cookie. However, it did not do well in groups that they were uh, showing it to, and so it never panned out. It was actually bought by the company um, uh, that eventually went on to to make the game... um, Ah, shoot. What was it? Bulletproof. Sorry. Bulletproof Software. What was the name of the game that was originally developed by Home Data? Was it A, Hermetica, B, Galactica, C, Dramatica, or D, America? Mike. Mike? Uh, can I make a joke first? You can make a joke. <laughs> 
Huh? Yes, you this can make is not joke. my answer. It was Encyclopedia Britannica. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I think All it right, was. So, um, what's your answer? I'm gonna go with. Give me the first two again. A Hermetica and B Galactica. Uh, I'm gonna go with A. It is A Hermetica. Yes. So this was originally developed again by Home Data, who uh, created a game that was, I guess, similar to Ghost's Cookie. Uh, it did not do well uh, and was actually bought by Bulletproof Software. And a guy by the name of... Um, I keep losing my place here. I'm sorry. This great pot here. Um, <laughs> David Nolte, which I hope, I hope David Nolte is Nick Nolte's brother. Gotta be. Um, Gotta be who produced the SNES version of this game. And then uh, Nintendo actually bought the license and had a company by the name of Tosi, T-O-S-E, to develop the NES and Game Boy versions. Um, and then they loaned out the Mario and Yoshi characters to um, Bulletproof Software to use in the SNES version, which is kind of weird for a Nintendo to do. Um, yeah, they weren't known it, for that much back in the day. They do it some now, right. but, but back then yeah. they weren't. They didn't do it. So anyway, Mike's up one to nothing. So question two: This game has a rendition of a song by that goes by the name of Siko's Post, and that is spelled C S I K O apostrophe S Post. That was composed by what famous German composer? Is it A, Hermann Necke, B, Wolfgang von Beethoven, C, Johannes Brahms, or D, Felix Mendelssohn? Mike. Mike? Uh, C, Brahms. It is not Brahms. Oh. Matt, you got a choice? We got A, Hermann Neck, B, Beethoven, or D, Mendelssohn? I'm going to go... Uh, disclaimer, I have no clue. I'm just going to go with D. Mendelssohn. Okay. All right. Well, that's incorrect. So uh, we'll open it back up. So, Mike, you get to choose between Neck or Beethoven. Oh, uh, man. I've, I've Honestly, I'm, all the classical music snobs out there are going to hate me, but I've never heard of Neck. Uh, but Beethoven seems too on the nose. So I'm going to go Neck. It is actually Herman Neck. Yes. So. There you go. Good work. <laughs> All right. Do you like my reasoning? There? So Mike, I like it. Yeah, Beethoven was too on the nose, and he should have used some other German. It seemed like composer. a red herring from you. That's why I went against that one. Yeah. Too too obvious. Too. Uh... Yeah. All right. Here's a good question for you. Question three. This puzzle. The, the puzzle levels in the game were developed by a man named Alexei Pagetnov, who worked on Ooh. what famous Mike. puzzle game? Matt. Mike. Mike. That's Tetris. It was Tetris. Oh, man. All right. The, the uh, name Matt was too on the nose. I should have saved that. The name was too on the nose. Even if you didn't know it, Alexei Pagetnov just tells you it's Russia. Yeah. He's the guy. He's the man. All right. We'll go ahead. Mike is technically the winner. Um, but we'll go ahead and, and uh, um, do the last two questions anyway. Uh, 
so this game was on the Wii Virtual Console. Rest in peace. Uh, but was removed in 2013, much like the Donkey Kong Country series, in all regions in the world except for A, Japan, B, Europe, C, Australia, or D, South Korea. Matt. Matt? They leave it open in Japan? They did not leave it open in Japan. Hmm. Hmm. Um, South Korea. It is South Korea. <laughs> Ooh. So kind of an oddball there. But the Donkey Kong Country games and this game as well got pulled from the Wii Con- Virtual Console in all areas with South Korea in 2013. Huh. You, you want to hear my reasoning for that one? So I, I think I'm starting to figure you out, Justin. You know, it it oh, took me long. It uh-huh. took me long enough. But in the quiz game, I'm starting to figure. <laughs> I'm figuring a few things out. Like I can recognize some of your your non answers like the Beethoven one. Also, mm-hmm. this was just a super interesting piece of information. The fact that it was kept in South Korea nowhere else. And so mm-hmm. because South Korea seems so odd, I was like, that's gotta be yeah. just like a super cool piece of information Justin has put in the form of a quiz game. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. So. Alright, two on the nose. Alright. Well how about this one? I don't know about this one. I don't think you'll get this one, Mike. Okay. Regardless of my answer choices. The company National released 500 special edition copies of this game for the Super Famicom for the release of their Kurapon oven, which, yes, (laughs) is an appliance. (laughs) National is a brand of what company? Is it A, Sony, B, Daewoo, C, Panasonic, or D, Sanyo. Mike. Daewoo. It is not Daewoo. Oh. That was going to be my guess, but uh, uh, let's see. Man. Yeah. Tell me the answers again. It's A, Sony, C, Panasonic, and D, Sanyo. Gosh, I'm going to go... I'm thinking Panasonic or Sanyo, which probably means it's Sony. So uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna go ahead and commit to Sanyo. Ooh, you were close. Panasonic. It's gonna, it's it gonna was be Panasonic. Panasonic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. So this is this. They had 500 special releases that was like a a special edition to help try to sell an oven. I, and I. <laughs> I, it seems like the oddest thing to me. I need to see but, this. Uh, How do you spell it? I need to look it up. Oh, gosh. K-U-R-U-P-P-O-N. And, hey, K-U-R-U-P-P-O-N? Uh, <laughs> are you P-P-O-N? Um, are you P-P-O-N? But yeah, so it was released for the Famicom. And actually, that, that copy... Which, yeah, we will talk about what this game goes for later. But that copy for the Super Famicom is very expensive. Um, Because it's, I guess, I I find that probably, one, there was only 500 copies made. But two, I mean, I can't imagine there was a lot of people, there was like a huge market. It was like, you know, I'm going to buy this oven. Oh, here's a video game that goes along (laughs) with it. Oh, I don't really, who cares? (laughs) So, yeah. either way, I'm looking. I'm looking at a picture. I'm trying to find pictures of this oven. The game is much more easily found than the oven. The oven yeah, looks, it's hard to find. 
I'm thinking the I oven found kind an of oven. looks like a toaster oven, if I'm looking yeah, at the correct one. It does. It does. Yeah. I had a hard time finding a picture of the actual oven myself, but uh, yeah. So in October of 2010, a copy, this is 10 years ago, a copy of this edition was valued at uh, $1,924. Wow. Yeah. God, that was that was a long time ago too. I wonder how much it goes for now. Yeah, I don't know. I think I think I found the copy on eBay that was like twenty three hundred or something like that. So probably not too much more, but kind of doubled a little. Either way, did you have this game growing up, Mike, or did you go on a quest to find? Well, now it's time for the thrill of eight bit discovery with Michael's quest to find the cart. Oh, before so, you jump in, okay. before you jump in, Mike, I gotta say, I was really hoping this this would come down to a tie, because my tie <laughs> break was guess the closest to guess the temperature it currently is at my house. Oh, well, then we can play house. that game anyway. Right, let's, play let's play it. Let's play it. That's a fun. All right, let's let's play anyways. But you may want to tell Matt. The Full disclosure, Matt. Matt, I live in Lexington, Kentucky. Right. Okay. So, is it, what do is you it think? Prices the right rules. Right. Right now, no, no. Let's not do prices right rules because that that's you know go over and it doesn't count. So okay, All right. just closest. Closest. I'm gonna. So go I'll seven. tell you to give you to give you details. Michael's already putting out seven. I have about five inches of mixture of ice and snow surrounding my house. So it's just one guess. So I just got to go high low on this one. Is that how we're doing it, or do I have to to, to nail it? You just you're get you're going to you're throw out a number. Yeah, it's definitely under. It's under. So I'll go with six and box okay. them out. Well, Mike is actually going to win this one because it's nine. <laughs> wow. Well, then we I, were both close though. I've got it. I've, I've got you beat here in St. St. Louis. It's uh, it's zero degrees flat here in St. Nice. Louis right now. Nice zero. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I, was which watching, it, I was watching the knee. Happens to be my. Uh, oh, sorry. I was going to say that happens to be my quiz score also. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I was, I was watching the news and they were talking about that somewhere it was negative fourteen degrees. But then they were like, but it feels like negative 33. And I was like, really? Is there much of a difference at that point? <laughs> like, do we know the difference between negative 14 and negative 33? I don't understand how they do the feels like anyways. How do they, I mean, yeah. some guy just got there and be like, well, it says it's 13, but boy, it feels <laughs> like it's about five. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Three. It's like scientific approach. Somebody walks outside and says it's negative 14. They're like, how cold is it? It's negative 14. No way. It's got to be colder than negative 14. (laughs) There's no way it's negative 14. It's at least four. Okay. (laughs) Or maybe there's like a panel of people. There's like a a team of like 10 meteorologists, and they all get together and they argue over what the feels like. (laughs) Maybe. Either way. (laughs) Let's... Let's talk about the quest now. I, I wait, wait. I know what it is. And Matt, you won't get this joke, but it's a calibrated Matt Hinkin. That's what it is. Oh. We got okay. us a calibrated Matt Hinkin. Local news guy here. Yeah. All right. Anyways, right uh, yeah. So my quest to find this card. Um so when I was younger, 
uh, I, you know, I've got a younger brother. He's eight. He's also named Matt, by the way. Or he's not eight now, but he's eight years younger than me. <laughs> he's forever eight. <laughs> That's how it is. Yeah. Yeah. In my eyes, he'll always be eight. Anyways. Uh, so anyways, he, he uh, <laughs> he's younger than me. And when I was like in, you know, I was a teenager, he was, you know, in his under 10 age range. So he got an easy bake oven. Why he wanted an easy bake oven, I don't know, but he got one. Um, and so we were baking all kinds of stuff, baking away, you know. And he's a stupid kid. So he, he took a copy of uh, Super Mario Brothers Duck Hunt. And he stuck it in that easy back oven. And you know what? <laughs> when it was done, it came out, and it was a copy of Yoshi's Cookie, if you can believe that. And so that's how I well, got there Yoshi's you cookie. go. <laughs> <laughs> True story. Okay. Yeah. You don't believe yeah. me? Okay. Uh, yeah. Totally. Totally. Did you actually have this game growing up? Uh, I did not have it growing up, but guess who did have it? Oh, he had the, the Super Nintendo version. Neighbor kid. Well, no. Neighbor well, he, he, I guess Crabman? technically he was Carl. my neighbor. Carl. It was Carl. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was it, Carl. It, this game feels like Carl. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why. It definitely. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. It does feel like a Carl game, doesn't it? You know, technically, <laughs> I, think it was, I think it was Carl's mom's game, if that tells you anything. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why Matt, you laughed. What, what, I guess it tells you something. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, so it's just a fun sentence to take out of context. Yeah, I laugh more <laughs> than with just the statement of, if that tells you anything. <laughs> right, right. I I'm going to start throwing that in to the end of statements, <laughs> just yeah. like just randomly, just if that tells you anything. <laughs> I had uh, I had eggs and sausage for supper instead of breakfast. If that tells you anything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think it'd be great. My commute to work took me about 30 minutes this morning, if that tells you anything. <laughs> <laughs> no, sir, it does not tell me anything. Tennessee won the game yesterday, if that tells you anything. <laughs> it tells me Tennessee won the game. Man. Yeah. yeah, that's a good idea. I'm going to start doing that, too. All right. All right. Matt, sorry, Matt. How, how did you, and what, what's your story with the game? Did you have it as a kid? Just, have a place near and dear to your heart? Uh, uh, I mean, I, I had, I played it a bunch. I had cousins and we all would rent video games and, you know, we'd be over at each other's houses and, Hey, let's try something new. And I remember playing this one on the NES uh, a bit. Um, and you know, like most puzzle games, like Tetris included, it seemed like it was a game that just about anybody could pick up and play. Um, but, uh, you know, it's not like I really, you know, I didn't own it long term. Um, I think the version that I played the most would have been the NES version. But, you know, I remember like the Super Nintendo version getting, you know, kind of out and around. Um, but I just thought it was a, a unique puzzle game. The way that like, you know, you slide tiles back and forth. And you know, I think everybody knew about Tetris around that time. Um, everything from you know, the NES to the Game Boy was dominated with it. So to see another puzzle game out there that was kind of interesting, um, I don't know, kind of kind of caught my eye. Um, but I was playing, you know, Rambo and Metroid for the most part, and it wasn't until much later that, you know, we started making more puzzle games and trying to find inspirations and references and stuff brought me back to this one. Um, I remembered it being kind of innovative and in how it moves the rails and 
um, you know, how you solve things. So, um, yeah, it just was kind of a fun approach to it. Yeah. All right. That's Very a good cool, transition yeah. to start talking about the game. What do you think? Oh, you don't care if I played it? You don't care? Do oh. Do I ever ask you if you get the game? No. I don't. <laughs> no, you okay. didn't. Yeah, you just got to jump in there if you got it. I mean, well, no, this was not a game that I had, but it is a game my my grandmother had, and I think we've talked about this a few times on the show. My grandmother was a was big on puzzle games. Like she had this game, like obscure puzzle games. You know, you really don't see a whole lot. Like she had Puznik, and she had like other things that were, but this was one that she had, and so I played it a lot at her house, but I, I didn't own it myself. But uh, did play this one quite okay. a bit. Okay, all right. So, yeah. Grammy was a was a big fan of this one, huh? She was a fan, like I said, of puzzle games in general. So, and anticipation. So, did you ever ask her just, where this one ranked in her out. list? I didn't, unfortunately. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah, I guess. Uh, well, you start talking it, about anticipation. I threw up a little bit in my mouth. Sorry. Well, if this tells you, if this. If this tells you anything. <laughs> <laughs> this one didn't get as much play as anticipation. Um, oh, that tells me way too much. Yeah. <laughs> I was holding my tongue earlier. I figured it wasn't my place to put in a, if that tells you anything joke. <laughs> you, hey, Matt, you're on this but show. I was thinking it. You're on this show. You can use that joke as much as you want. Use it with your friends. That's use right. it with your coworkers. That's right. It's all good. I, I appreciate it. I'll take you up on that. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> all right. So, are you good now, Justin? Can we move on? Or you want to? Yeah, no, you want to yeah. talk about how your second cousin twice removed also had this game, or they, they may have. I don't know. Okay. All right. Well, let's uh, let's take a quick uh, commercial break then. I've been, I just really wanted to get to the commercial. You know? Okay. Yeah. You're. Yeah. I'm Tom Arnold, and I'm impressed. So you're listening to Two Dudes at a Desk. Now it's time for the thrill of 8-Bit Discovery with Michael's quest to find the cart. <laughs> That's the wrong intro. Wrong uh, intro. <laughs> time to dig in to some good old-fashioned game discussion. <laughs> pull right. back the curtain here for the listeners a little bit, but Matt's <laughs> yeah. going to think we are technologically <laughs> imbeciles. Are we not? Yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> okay, you know, game dev is is nothing if not, you know, buggy. So you got to take the bitter with the better. No reason for me to hide, put a mask on this show, okay? They know that by now. <laughs> Matt may have forgotten remember, you know. since, since the Rambo episode, but we're <laughs> listeners now. From the good no. From the good old days, you know, back back when we were, you know, recording like the Rambo episode, that was when that was back when we would say we're gonna edit that out and then not edit it out, and so it was in the podcast, whatever it was, and then also us saying, okay, remember to edit that out, and we didn't edit. Well, back then we wanted to actually edit it out. We would just forget or wouldn't find it whenever we went to go edit. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Matt, I don't know if you've ever tried to edit a podcast, but it's hard. Okay. <laughs> yeah, uh, once, once or twice. I, you know, this is uh, this is hard work and, and takes a lot of scheduling and stuff. And I, you know, we dabbled a bit, but I'm I think I'm a better guest than I am a host of podcasts. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, tell me. But um, yeah, it's not. Uh, I'll just keep uh, keep making games and 
keep listening to podcasts. Well, I think you're a pretty good guest. I mean, third time's a charm, right? If that tells you I like anything. It. If that tells you anything, yeah. <laughs> right, sorry. I dig it. Okay, let's let's start talking about this game. Uh, we already kind of started talking about our childhood memories, but I just want to add that Carl had this game um, for the SNES, not for the NES, and he kicked my tail all the time. Every time we play this game, <laughs> Carl would beat me. Uh, I, I would always hope that maybe he'd have to go pull a Carl and I could sneak in and get a few, few moves in while he uh, did it, but no. He always beat me. So I, I don't really have a lot of fond memories of this game from my childhood because, you know, I'm pretty competitive. So getting beat all the time is not exactly my idea of a good time. But what about yeah. you guys? Do you have any other childhood memories from this game or do we already cover those? Okay. Sounds good. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that as a as a, a resounding no. No more childhood memories. How about uh, the manual? I remember playing it. Yeah. yeah. Let's do the manual. All right, Yoshi's Cookie. I uh, let me just start off by saying I love the box art and and the colors in them on the manual, like the the blue with the yellow and the Yoshi egg. Mm-hmm. I just think it's a I just think it's a gorgeous, colorful, happy box and and manual. It is. I, I agree. It just puts me in a good mood, it. and all the art inside the manual with the, the Mario and Yoshi, and it's just mm-hmm. it's just it's just it just puts me in a good mood to look at the manual. I know, it does. And, you know, Mario bounces back and forth between the suspenders, I guess, in his time off, and the chef outfit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the suspenders is his plumber outfit, and yeah, he's got to change clothes whenever he goes to start baking cookies. Yeah. Some people just put on an apron. Mario just changes his entire attire. Mm-hmm. All right. Yoshi's Cookie is a fast-paced puzzle game that can be enjoyed by everyone as it is easy to play, but challenging to complete. To play, move the randomly placed cookies, heart, flower, diamond, check, circle, and Yoshi, Yoshi's face, into rows and columns of cookies with similar patterns. When you successfully assemble a row or column of the same cookies, the line will disappear and you can start working on a new row or column. The Yoshi cookie is a very special in both the one player and split screen. Uh, it is a, sorry, it is a screen clearing game. That's a weird sentence, I'm sorry. The Yoshi cookie is very special in both the one player game, a screen clearing game, and the two player game, a race that lets you that word's behind Yoshi's foot. Let you feel a friend's skill. Since the Yoshi cookie is the key to both games, you must use it wisely to avoid sticky situations. So that's the uh, that's the intro to the game. And then a little the, shake the and bake. Yeah, a little shake and bake as the title. Shake and bake with Yoshi. And Yoshi, I don't know if the, I don't know if the entire sentence "shake and bake with Yoshi" is trademarked, or if it's just the Yoshi that's trademarked. But I didn't. I don't think you can trademark somebody's name, right? Yoshi's also a lot of people's name. I guess, yeah. You can't Maybe name Nintendo your dinosaur can. Yoshi. Yeah. Okay. And you, so, you, uh, not to get boring on it, but you can you can get trademarks for certain like combinations. So, like I don't think anybody else can have a mouse named Mickey, but you can have other things named Mickey, uh, and it's probably okay. similar with like Yoshi. Yeah, so you can kind of get more focused. You get the more you can kind of grab certain things for your own. So you can't like uh, 
you know, the name Mickey can't be held to Disney. You know, other things can be named Mickey, but a mouse is kind of specific. So they're, they're trying to hold that. And I imagine Yoshi gets the same treatment. You know, you can have a character named Yoshi, but you can't have a green dinosaur named Yoshi. Ah, okay. I knew we invited Mm -hmm. you on the show for some reason. (laughs) I'm, I'm, I'm here for all that kind of, you know, all that kind of data for sure. Yeah, no, that that's not boring at all to me. That, that's pretty fascinating. I, those are always, always things I think of, uh, but never remember to look up. Why? You know? Yeah, there you go. Uh, Yoshi's you got go. a hint for us, by the way. He says, think of the cookies at the far edges of the rows and columns as being side by side. For example, if you move one of the top cookies up, it will appear at the bottom of the vertical column. Likewise, if you move one of the right-hand cookies to the right, it will appear on the left side of the horizontal row. So they rotate around. Don't forget. Kid. All right. You so, know, yeah. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, you know what this kind of... Did you ever play have this little thing? Sometimes they were in, like, birthday party party favor things, where it's like they were, like, little... They're flat, and they have, like, little tiles in them, and you're trying to arrange them. Like a sliding yeah, buzzer? Sure. To make a picture. Yeah, to, yeah. Yeah. This game just reminded me of a sliding puzzle. Ooh, I do not like sliding like puzzles. Yeah, it just made me mad. Like Rubik's Cubes. Yeah, this game also kind of reminds me of a Rubik's Cube, actually, the way that it spins mm-hmm. around, too. For sure. So, is that a spoiler about how I feel about this game? We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, uh, so the game basically is it's a, it's a sliding, you slide the, the tiles and you got to line up the entire row has to be the same cookie for it to disappear, right? But the row, mm-hmm. the number of cookies in a row is in, constantly increasing. So they're falling from the top and they're coming in from the right and they're basically making your, your game space bigger and bigger and ma- making it so mm-hmm. that you have to have more and more cookies to clear a row. Um. But the more cookies you have in a row, the more points you get. So if you're going for score and points, then you may, maybe you want them to stack up. You also get multipliers, mm-hmm. just like a lot of other puzzle games, where if you if clearing a row causes another row to be cleared in sequential you know order, then you get multipliers to those points. So the, the scoring system it kind of makes sense. It's very similar to a lot of other puzzle games, but I liked it. I mean, I like the I like the scoring system. It, it, that all kind of Worked worked for me. Yeah. It also I don't know how you guys felt about it. It also made the game really simple to kind of understand. As right. Far as it how, was how to play yeah. it. Very simple, uh, especially in the the one player. But I think we'll get to it. The multiplayer, which I didn't have. You know, it, it's kind of different in that regard. There's some there's some differences there. Yeah. Yeah, we'll get uh, we'll, we can jump into versus mode here in just a second. So you didn't get to play versus mode, I guess, right? Not this time around. Yeah. I, Did you, you ever know, play vaguely with your remember grandmother? playing it? I vaguely remember <laughs> playing it with my grandmother. <laughs> yeah. If that tells you anything. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Now, well, what about you, Matt? Did you? Um, what do you think about the this, the mechanics of the game? Let's just let's just talk about one player for now. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think it was, it's a kind of an innovative take on puzzles. And, you know, when you're thinking about 
something like cookies as an inspiration, which is kind of an odd thing, right? I mean, it's kind of an odd one to pair Yoshi's Yoshi and cookies. But you think about them being on a tray, and you think of different types, you think of arrangements. And, you know, these were almost, in a way, kind of precursors to more modern-day match threes like Bejeweled and others. Um, so it's, uh, yeah, I thought it was a pretty innovative take, and I think that's what had it kind of last in my mind so long. When you see, like, the rails or rows moving around in the columns and such, I mean, this is what later inspired us with, like, the idea of, like, roller coaster rails. Because uh, we were looking for all kinds of inspirations that might make sense for more of a modern day take on it. Um, so uh, the idea of pieces looping and around the tops to come up to the bottom and left to right and all that, you know, they show up a lot later in the work that we're doing. So, um, you know, I, I think a lot of NES games, um, you know, have kind of the makings of some really interesting mechanics that just need time to develop and, you know, uh, kind of evolve. Uh, and this one, I think, was that that puzzle game for me. It was interesting idea. Let's see what else we can do with it, you know, over time. Um, so, yeah, that was pretty slick. Yeah, it is pretty unique, especially for the time. What what year did it come out, Justin? 92? 92. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so at the time, I mean, you got you got Dr. Mario's out. Um, you got Tetris, obviously. But both of those are kind of falling from the top of the screen, um, mm-hmm. re- rearranging. I think... I guess Puyo Puyo was probably out by then. So this is more similar to that, I guess, in a way. Um, but but still, you know, this is it's pretty unique. And, I, and the fact that it's using Mario and Yoshi and it's super cartoony, that really helps, I think, as far as um, aesthetically. It, yeah. It, it, it draws you in, especially if you're a Mario fan, right? Well, and I think the business case for it says, all right, we've got an interesting puzzle game. It's designed by that guy who made Tetris. It's got one of Nintendo's most new, you know, newest, most exciting characters from, you know, Super Mario World. I mean, you put those couple of pieces together on paper and you think, you know, oh, this is really, you know, going to move some units. Um, and I think after Tetris, one of the most successful games of all time, you know, you're always trying to, to repeat that success. So you're trying to put those pieces together. Puzzle and puzzle designer really, really hit, you know, attractive characters on top of it to see if you can, you know, sell another 10 million units type of thing. Uh, once again, with the business case on stuff. But, you know, that when you're kind of growing a company like Nintendo at the time and trying to get, you know, Mario's characters to, you know, prominence, I think it was, uh, I think it was an interesting play for sure. Or... Or if you really want to move some ovens, <laughs> yeah, <all> right. <laughs> that's uh, that's that's Plan B. You know, if the game doesn't sell, ship it with an oven. There you go. <laughs> that'll that'll do it. Sometimes that's all it takes. All right, that's all it takes. Uh, yeah. So the one-player mode is a like mentioned in the manual is a screen clearing game. So basically, you just need to clear all the cookies off the screen. They don't ever stop falling or coming in from the right side of the screen. So you kind of have to, you're kind of racing against the clock the whole time, uh, which I think is, is really the only way that this game would not be boring. Because I think just clearing mm-hmm. the cookies off the screen would just be boring. Uh, it, would, it, it wouldn't be very challenging. But having the fact, the fact that you're constantly battling more cookies, being, I guess, being baked by Yoshi or somebody, uh, then. You know, I think that's. I think that adds 
to the challenge and, and gives them a, a way to kind of ramp up the difficulty as you increase your levels. So I would, you know, I think that's pretty, that's pretty, pretty much the only way you were going to be able to make this game interesting in a, in mm-hmm. a single player mode. That or making like a giant tray of cookies that you had to sort through maybe could have been interesting. But I, th- I think that would have been way more boring than what they went with. With just like a small, a small arrangement of cookies, but a constant barrage of more cookies coming in. You know? Yeah. Right. I, I, I actually think that, you know, I, I think, Matt, you, you mentioned this earlier about this being kind of the early precursor to like Bejeweled and things like that. Like, you know, thinking of, I thought about Candy Crush playing sure. this game. Like, it's just, it's uh, uh, very similar to that. And which I think is, you know, there's a reason why those games are, you know, one of the most downloaded games uh, probably in history. Um, because people love that kind of uh, puzzle game. It is success uh, from, you know, Tetris on. Um, yeah. You know, it's, it's one of the more successful uh, style of games. Yeah, for sure. And when you look like NES, like the way people were playing NES games at the time, they weren't on phones on the subway. They were like sitting down in front of their, you know, TV. They were engaged. So something like time makes good sense. You know, hey, solve this thing really quickly because you're so focused on what you're doing. Then if you fast forward to like the inspirations and like Candy Crush and others, you know, taking and putting time on it becomes different because, you know, you're not always able to play, you know, you got to put your phone down and come back to it. So to then replace the time mechanic with swaps, you know, you can see all these design choices evolve over time, which is pretty fascinating as you change platform and change, you know, uh, time, you know, twenty years of development analysis on it. So it's it's pretty cool to see some of these early games and how they how they did it for the for the day. Yeah, that's yeah, a really good point because you know back in the NES days, you're you're sitting in front of your TV. You're relaxed. This is a very relaxing game. I've, I found it to be very relaxing, just kind of zoning out and playing it. Um, sure. But then, mm-hmm. like today, you know, you're on your phone. You're you're doing something you, you probably have to look up to look at the road because you're driving while you're trying to play candy crack or something so if you put right. a timer on that you're gonna think how many car crashes you'd cause but yeah right so exactly. that's a good that's a good that's a good safe. point yeah all right have you guys do you guys recall uh you may not recall it or have you seen it recently the commercial for yoshi's cookie oh man i do not remember it but it's uh, I'm sure I've seen it. All right, I'm going to try to share my screen, so hopefully you guys can see this. Um, I'm going to pull great it up pod. on the YouTube. Hey, this is great pod. They could, uh, hopefully you'll be able to hear this. Uh, okay, let me turn the music down, the background music, so we can focus. Yeah. It's, it's quite the funny commercial. They get it going here. Tell me if you I'm so wet. I'm waiting. Uh, or is everybody there? Is anybody there? Is everybody there? Is anybody there? <laughs> yeah, I'm there still. You go. Yeah, I'm still. I don't think you're allowed to show YouTube or something. I don't think you're I didn't see any of it. Show YouTube because I didn't see any of it. Oh, really? Well, that stinks. Well, Did you see any of it, Matt? Uh, no, I was terrified to click anything else, thinking I would drop off. So I just. 
just sat in silence like I did. Just I don't want to break anything. Well, basically, just to describe the situation, describe the scene. It's like black and white, and it's like an old school horror movie they're trying, and and all the kids are like zombies, and they just keep saying cookie, cookie over again. And uh, then it just shows them playing the NES and Game Boy later, and also saying cookie, cookie over, over again. So apparently, this game turns you into a zombie. Oh, okay. That's, that was like my dad's worst nightmare with me and video games. <laughs> yeah. that be a zombie sitting in front of the TV. I forgot that yeah, this was also out on uh, Game Boy. Yeah. 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 So many of those early ads were a little, a little wacky for sure. But, uh, yeah, I don't know if like turning your kids into zombies, I don't think that ad would fly today. I think too many people would get freaked <laughs> out. Is that not what the, is that not the ad you guys are coming up with for your roller coaster tycoon game? <laughs> No, not today. We're, okay. we're, uh, yeah. Uh, Justin, you said we'd edit that out, right? Yeah, what? Yeah. <laughs> okay, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Nobody's listening at this point in the podcast, anyways. That's my guess. <laughs> All right, how about that? Uh, how about that two-player version of the game? I do remember it slightly from my time with Carl. Um. It's it's interesting. It's not a screen clearing. It's not screen clearing like the one player version. Right. It is You're just um, trying to create a role. Yeah, you, it's like a five by five grid, right? It is the it is the uh, slide puzzle, right? Yeah, it's because basically the slide puzzle. Get five in a row. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and you can uh, you, you can get... attack the other the other player, right? And then basically the Yoshi cookies are what gives you either panic which scrambles the cookies on the other person's screen uh, blinds them so they can't basically can't see like the middle section um, or slave which just um, I guess you take control of the other persons yeah that was the one that oh wow. Carl that, that just made me, I, I think I probably punched him a couple times if he'd get that one going on <laughs> It's yeah, like that, that's so annoying when I lose control and he's moving my pieces around. Oh, uh, yeah, you, you can imagine the frustration. Just picture Carl's face. Uh, the, most, the listeners don't really know what he looks like, but Justin does. Just picture that face. <laughs> but it's an interesting if that tells you anything. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's interesting in the design of this game that they basically designed a completely, I mean, it's kind of the same, but it's really kind of a completely different game. Than or style than than the one player game, like trying to get the five in yeah, in a row in just this one little square. Um, it, it's just it, it's interesting that it wasn't just you know competing to see who could clear the screen faster or whatever in the in the one player mode, which is what a lot of two player games did, you know. Right. Um, but they kind of just changed it and made it this entirely different I guess I shouldn't say entirely different but a different format of the same game they definitely mixed up the formula a little bit for the mm-hmm. for the multiplayer which is like you said most puzzle games especially back then if it was if it had two player it was just the same game but two mm-hmm. people were trying to play it at the same time and see who gets a better score or I don't know I don't even know this game has you know the the 
attacking the other player aspect to it. I don't know that mm-hmm. a lot of... I'm trying to think, you know, it's 92. I'm sure some games were doing it. But there weren't a lot of games that were doing that kind of... If you do something on your screen, it attacks the other player's screen. Especially right. not in this style where it does weird things like shuffles the tiles or blinds the player or slave. If anything, they were probably doing stuff where they just throw junk pieces on the other person's... Right, right. But this game, obviously, you can't throw junk pieces, so they came up with these other aspects. Which I, that's pretty cool, if you ask me. Yeah, I, th- I thought it was a pretty neat, neat feature. Of, of the- Matt, did you have any re- recollection of playing the uh, multiplayer? I didn't play... I, I did play multiplayer. You know, uh, most of the times I, I would play this game was when I was around, like, family and stuff. So I think for the most part, we would uh, try the multiplayer modes. But there again, it's these, you know, like screen blocking effects and stuff like that. You know, you see in Mario Kart of like, oh, let's block out their screen. So, um, you know, not that everything is <laughs> all design comes from Yoshi's cookie. I mean, it's not that kind of thing, but uh, but there's a lot of these different mechanics where I feel like maybe they were a little more, you know, experimental because it wasn't like their big, you know, Mario or these. So they can kind of play around with some of these mechanics, which is pretty, it's a pretty fun spot to be for a designer is to just, you know, not have a lot of that pressure of a sequel or existing mechanics. You can kind of just mess around and see what's fun and what, you know, what clicks. So, um, yeah, I think having the whole separate modes pretty ambitious for them to have uh, this, you know, uh, during this time. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's it was yeah, some some fun modes, and it's kind of an interesting take on that competitiveness, you know, because you didn't know like what was going to always trigger versus like a Tetris where it's just you know, hey, let's stay alive longer than the other guy. Right. Yep, I totally agree. What about um, let's talk about the graphics? I mentioned the box art, the manual. What about the just the graphics in general? What do you all think about that? Probably one of my favorite parts of the game. And it was something that I really enjoyed from uh, uh, like Tetris as well, and you know other puzzle games. Is the cutscenes? I thought they were pretty funny. Um, the, even the very beginning, like the start screen cutscene where Mario's having trouble getting the the uh, uh, cookie jar open, and then Yoshi yeah. comes and eats it, and he chases Yoshi off with a hammer. <laughs> interesting. Um, but you know he keeps like having these kind of misadventures as, after each level that you, you clear or each ten levels I guess you stay each round um, I think so. each round yeah, yeah. Um, you get uh, a, a cutscene which is like his little Mario messing around with cookie dough um, it's similar to kind of like Pac-Man cutscenes and and uh the tetris you know rocket ship going off but it's funny because it's mario yeah it definitely makes me think of pac-man and like the way that that game mm-hmm. worked, the way those cutscenes worked in that game right you know i thought um personally i know that there's a lot more going on in the background and stuff of yoshi's cookie for the super nintendo but i actually i prefer the graphics on the nes version i think I think it's easier to follow and track what's going on in the game. And Mario's mm-hmm. wearing a, the chef's outfit in the <laughs> NES version. He's not wearing the chef's outfit in the in the Super Nintendo version. Now, I this was actually going to be one of my complaints. I I like the cutscenes and the graphics in the cutscenes, but I actually didn't didn't care for the graphics in the game. I thought they were just kind of bland and repetitive. Um, 
But so it's a puzzle game. Kind of yellow, or I know, but it's just like they're. I compare this. Okay, I'll compare this to like to Tetris. It's a good comparison. Even though Tetris is this is pretty much the same stuff. It's the same blocks. Like the colors are very aesthetic, and the way they change. This one just kind of uses the same one over and over again. Um, so that was that was kind of a. Eh. Okay, I, I kind of see. I guess fan. I see what you're trying to say. It would have been better yeah. if maybe the cookies were more colorful instead of just a bunch of brown cookies. Brown and maybe. yellow, yeah. Red some, and yellow, whatever you know. Yeah, maybe so. they had some different frosting flavors or yeah, something like that. Come on, okay. it's 1992. It's not 1992. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not. I'm not exactly. I'm not trying to say that the graphics are anything spectacular or anything. I mean, Mar- the Mario sprite in the game looks weird. I don't really like the way he looks mm-hmm. uh, and that sort of thing. But I guess just I mean, if I'm comparing SNES to NES, I think I just prefer. It's more relaxing for me to play the NES version, I guess, because there's less going mm-hmm. on on the actual screen while I'm trying to play. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think this comparison, like I think the Super Nintendo makes for a nicer screenshot. You know, it's it's more colorful and I think it'll catch your eye more. But, you know, you almost think about like, playing like chess like a digital version of chess and sometimes it's easier just to read the pieces if it's more of a flat like simpler representation um so you know it might be for purposes of the game's function you might be able to play it better when the pieces are simpler but you know is it is it look more mario like to have them be bright and colorful and shined up and you know uh, Mario clouds in the background and stuff. So I think it's kind of a, a play between, you know, what can the system handle? And then, you know, what, what, what's going to make a prettier screenshot, you know, at the end of the day. And I think yeah. the Super Nintendo version just kind of you know, polishes up a little bit, but maybe the NES is easier to play. Uh, I mean, that was just kind of my opinion on it. I will say though, if you're going to actually compare the NES version to the SNES version, as far as the game goes, Outside mm-hmm. of just the normal action mode, uh, SNES version is definitely better if somebody's looking to play this game because versus mode, you have different characters. You can be Mario, Peach, Yoshi, Bowser. Uh, there's also the puzzle mode, which is not even in the NES version, which is like you clear you clear the field, but not with a timer, but with like a, you have a certain number of moves that you have to clear the field with. So it's, it's like a little bit of different style game. So you get an, you get like almost an, an extra game in the SNES version because it's got a different game mode. So I don't know. I mean, it's not. I'm not exactly saying that the NES version is better. I don't think it's better. I just I think gra- in the graphics department, I just kind of preferred the blank screen of the NES. Yeah. What about yeah. Uh, what about that sound and that music? We're we got a little bit of music in the background here. Has it annoyed you yet? I didn't think it was annoying. I thought it was pretty good. I mean, you know, puzzle game, you know, it's repetitive, but that's kind of the part of it. I, I thought it kind of went along with the game pretty well. Yeah, I like I like the music. I think it just kind of blends into the background, which is what you want in a puzzle game. It's not like you want in-your-face metal while you're trying to solve a puzzle. <laughs> So I, I I think it's good. I think it's, it's just like I said. It's just kind of for me. It just kind of drifted away into the background eventually, and I didn't even notice it. Which is 
like I said, what, that's what I want in a puzzle game. Yes. It sounds cool at first. It's it's good. It fits the game, and then it just kind of fades away. It's still playing, but it just kind of sets the sets the tone. Doesn't get in the way. All right. Well, I I don't have a whole lot else to say about uh, Yoshi's Cookie. You guys got anything else you want to say? Uh, no, not uh, not off the top of my head here. What about the bottom? No, of my I head? think it's uh, it's. Got anything on the bottom of your head, Justin? No. Okay. From my feet. That comes Ew. from the bottom of my feet. <laughs> Ew. If that tells you anything. <laughs> is that, that joke got old about five, five, ten times ago, right? Like before the podcast even yeah. started, that joke was old. Yeah. How much does this game true. go for, Justin? So on um, price charting, uh, seven ninety five. And that's seven dollars and ninety five, seven hundred ninety dollars. Okay. Uh, so is it worth it at that price? For I think it totally me, is. For me, yeah, I think it's totally worth it. For for eight bucks, you can't go wrong with it. It's a good puzzle game, um, and you know it's not, it's not the best puzzle game, but for eight dollars, I think you you're gonna get a lot of replay value in this one. Yeah, I agree. What do you think, Matt? Is it worth seven dollars and ninety-five cents? Uh, yeah, I'd cough it up for sure. You know, there's not there's not really that many great you know puzzle games, and, and there's some others. Doctor Mario, Tetris mentioned that certainly are pretty uh, uh, pretty long term. But I think if you're into puzzle games and you want to pick one up for your nest, can't go wrong with Yoshi's Cookie. Uh, get it with your coupon oven today. Yeah. Uh, Justin, where does this one rank as far as puzzle games that we've discussed on the show? Oh gosh, I had to uh, look. Let's just, I mean... let's just do let's just do the top like four. Let's do. I'm with, I'm with our anticipation in there as a puzzle game, just just for you. <laughs> uh, let's do. Uh, I guess let's it do, is a puzzle game. And uh, I, I take back the top four saying, but uh, Tetris, Doctor Mario, Yoshi's Cookie, and we'll just throw an anticipation in there just for funsies. It's not exactly top four, but uh, you know, where, where, where's so, this so you're saying that you're saying that anticipation is in the top five of this list? No, I'm saying it's probably one of the only puzzle games on the list. Uh, <laughs> one of the default, only puzzle games we talked about. Yeah, so by default, mm-hmm. it's in the list. Yeah, yeah, I'd probably, I'd probably go with that same order. Um, I think Tetris is just undoubtedly number one. Doctor Mario is. That's um, definitely number two. So I don't think Yoshi's Cookie can pass up either one of those. Um, I think I would probably, about. I think I honestly, I think Yoshi's Cookie gives Dr. Mario a run for his money. If I, if I, uh, it's a, I just, I'm just not a big fan of Dr. Mario. It's fun. I, I like it, but the more I play it, the less I like it for some reason. Yeah. I mean, I still give it the nod over this one. Yeah, well, I mean, you can't go against your profession. I guess that's right. And you can't go against your profession. As a baker. As a baker. (laughs) (laughs) Does everybody know you were a baker? Uh, I guess they do now, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What about you, Matt? Do you think, where do you think this one falls in that short list? Yeah, I'd put it in top five uh, pretty easy. Um, I can't put it personally above Dr. Mario or Tetris. I think those are going to be top two. Um, what's funny, though, is is there's another Yoshi puzzle type that came out like a year before 
that's just called Yoshi, where it has more of like falling pieces. Um, I don't know if you guys have looked at that one yet, but, um, you know, so Yoshi's Cookie doesn't seem to be the first time that uh, Nintendo's tried to put Yoshi in a puzzle game. And, and the other one's quirky and weird and just like this one. But I, I put, you know, all of those in kind of the, the top five, you know, of these kind of like peace falling puzzle games, that sort of thing. They're, they're all good fun. Yeah, that one, Yoshi, you can actually play on the Switch service if you have it. So. Oh, okay. But you can't play this one. You can't play Yoshi's Cookie. This seems like one they would eventually put on there maybe, though, right? Yeah, I have think reason. so. Um, now, just let me say, I was not necessarily suggesting that this is above Dr. Mario. I still think Dr. Mario is above this game. I was just saying... <laughs> Tonight, it was giving it a run for its money for me. Okay. Fair. I was, I was enjoying Fair. it when Fair. I was playing it right before the show tonight. Fair. All right. Let's do some retrofitted trophies. You know what this game needs? Some retrofitted trophies. Yeah. All right. Did you guys come up? I, I forgot to remind you of that, Matt, that we did that. And I don't even know if we did it back in the Rambo days, but. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I remember. For sure. What uh, what retrofitted trophy do you have planned for today? Uh, I don't, uh, you know, I got a couple. Justin, do you have any? We got some from the listeners, too, so. We got yeah, I'm trying of, to pull up the listeners' uh, retrofitted trophies. I, I had a hard time really thinking of anything. So I thought about, like, just, you know, cookies, type of cookies for beating each kind of round, but I thought that was kind of lame. So I I just didn't I didn't I didn't really pull up any, um, but uh, what about you? Uh, I got uh, I got the the Baker Man would be impressed. Okay, and that is and that is beat the game or clear. We'll say clear round ten, which I think is the last round. Mm-hmm. Um, I got Matt. Do you have any? I don't want to run over top of you. Not at all. No, I was, I was thinking, you know, like like the full box. Like if you've ever eaten like a full box of Girl Scout cookies, you know, if you play for like four hours in one day, you know, it's it's just too much. You get sick. Okay, um, that's a good. But one. Uh, you know, uh, you know, you can. I, I don't know why my head's on Girl Scout cookies, but uh, I don't know. You know we just bought some, be... so it must be that season. Right? <laughs> it is the season. But you know there there could be there could be some more uh, trophy content there if we kept that going. Okay, all right, all right. I got this. I'm on this train. I'm on this train. Don't worry. I'm with you. All right. Go so with, uh, Samoa's Samoa's beat the game because Samoa's the best. No, it is Samoa's the best. We agree no, on that. Come on. Oh look, you're outvoted. You're outvoted. So it's clear. Who says it's a voting it thing? Is. You know. <laughs> Okay. All right. Well, that's fine. So you you think Samoa's? What is the Samoa's? Is that the one's like coconut? Coconut. It is. Yeah. Oh, that's disgusting. What's wrong with you people? <laughs> disgusting. You guys got something wrong. Hey, with that's you. the Thin Man fan. Oh no, I'm not a Thin Man fan. Actually, I am a Savannah Smiles fan, and they don't even make them anymore. So that, if that tells What's you anything. What's the Savannah Smile? That's the lemon, <laughs> the lemon ones the with, lemon the, ones. with the powdered sugar. Oh, oh yeah, those, those are pretty good. No, that's like the wedding anymore. cookies. You ever buy those yeah. at the store? The wedding cookies in the pink box. Yeah, it's it's uh, similar. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why they're called wedding cookies, but 
Apparently. Well, they, they replaced the Savannah Smiles with Lemon Ups, which is just yeah, a lemon. Good. Oh, they're terrible. They're just like a lemon sugar cookie, but it's not even, there's hardly any lemon flavor to it. It's just a, basically just a sugar cookie. Um, Doesn't mean I won't eat a real waste of your time. The real waste of your time is just the shortbreads. I think was it the truffles, the truffles uh, or whatever okay. they are. Well, we need to yeah. we get to make some trophies with these. Okay, hold on. So the truffles, those are terrible. That is, um, that is losing in the first round. That's yeah, easy. If you if you lose in the first round, that's the shortbread cookie. <laughs> yeah, tagalongs. I like tagalongs. Tagalongs are good. It's got Tag-a-long. cookie with the peanut butter. Yeah, I mean, anything with favorite. peanut butter. Uh-huh. The tag along sounds like a two 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 player trophy something. Yeah, you know, yeah. tag along. Okay, it's a tag two along trophy is, somehow. Is beat Carl at the two player version of hey. <laughs> <laughs> of Yoshi's Cookie? If you can beat Carl, you get the tag along trophy. Ah, oh, the lemon up looks lame. It is. I've never had one, but it's just terrible. I'm, I'm just angry. Look at it. I miss compared my to what smiles. the Savannah Smile was. I could eat a whole box of Savannah Smiles, no problem. No regrets. I just eat it. Yeah. That's what I am with most of them, actually. Now, the, the s'mores so. ones are pretty good. I don't know if you had the s'mores one. They're new. Yeah. New, new-ish. Yeah, I like them. Yeah. 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 So, all right. Thin Mints. Uh, who likes Thin Mints? Uh, you know, I guess take them or later is what I say. So, Thin but Mints. They're, they're, they have a fan club. I mean, there's a lot of people that just, like, go gaga over Thin Mints. Really? I'm I'm not in that fan club. Okay. All right. I mean they're good. Don't get me wrong. Have you has anybody tried these new ones? The toast yays? What is a toast yay? I don't even know what that is. It's French toast flavor. French toast. <laughs> That's what it says. <laughs> each each delightful toast shaped cookie is full of French toast flavor and flair and stamped with the trusted Girl Scouts. Signature tree foil on top. So huh. the the cookie is full of French toast flavor and flair. Whatever flair mm. is. That sounds uh all right. I'm gonna give that that trophy uh, for the toast yay is uh, earning a seven chain combo. Toast yay. Speaking of which I like that. You know, French toast and cookie that tastes like French toast. Uh, I did met text Mike yesterday uh, as I was enjoying a chocolate muffin. Uh, that the chocolate muffin is essentially just a just an excuse to eat chocolate cake for breakfast. That's all it yep. is. It's true because it's, it's just true. chocolate cake. It's not. There's <laughs> there's really no difference that makes it a muffin other than it comes in. It's a cupcake really with no icing. So. Well, yeah, it's the like maybe the lack of icing. Is what uh, makes it a muffin? I don't know. And it's like cinnamon toast. Like, I love cinnamon toast. But it's basically a dessert for breakfast, right? It depends on it depends on if it's cinnamon sugar or if it's just cinnamon. Cinnamon sugar, I assume, is what you're talking about, right? Actually, my daughter brought up this yesterday when I was ranting about that. Um, she actually made a point that, you know, outside of, like, you know, bacon and eggs and stuff like that, Breakfast is essentially just dessert. Like a lot of the foods are just dessert. Biscuits and gravy. Yeah. Now that, you know, this is the exception. It's not a dessert, but like cinnamon rolls, pretty much all kinds of cereal. That's all just kind of. 
it's listen, you're getting, we're going to get back in this conspiracy theory, man, because that they also say breakfast is the most important meal of the day. I mean, come on, <laughs> and they want you to talk about dessert. <laughs> the man trying to get us down. It's, it's the most important day. It's the most important meal of the day. Here is a cinnamon roll the size of your head. Yeah. <clears throat> you gotta have that sugar to get you through to lunch, right? Right. Either For sure. All right. Okay. We, we've gone off the rails pretty bad here. So let's just wrap up the trophies. You got the Facebook trophies pulled up? Yeah, the Facebook trophies. Tyler Jones gives us three. Uh, he says, that's how the cookie crumbles, and that is beat the game. Uh, cookie monster, and that is make 500 cookie connections. Undercook, uh, which is lose a game within two minutes. And then Chris Murray says, thick mints, get a Yoshi head and clear the screen. Oh, nice. I like that. Although undercooked, I mean, cookie That's dough. Good cookie dough is good. Oh, cookie dough is good. That should not be a negative trophy. Just saying. Actually, the best, <laughs> the best kind of cookie is the one that's not uh, not done well. You know, it's just like really yeah. good. Gooey, yeah. The best kind of cookie is the one that's not been cooked. You just eat it. <laughs> <laughs> Get your salmonella. Yeah. Take your salmonella like a man. <laughs> All right. Okay, so how how about we give this game a rating? No game is worthy until the dudes have spoken. It's time for the game rating. All right, so how are we going to rate this game? Matt, uh, again, I don't know if we were doing it this this um, randomly back in the Rambo days, but now we give the game a rating that does not tie to the game at all. It's not a number score. It's just more of a correlation. That, that right, doesn't right. Okay. It doesn't make any sense. So, Justin, what uh, what are we rating this game tonight? Mm. Kitchen appliance. Okay, because we talked about Evans. It's a little, it's a little on the nose, but I, I'm going to go kitchen appliance. It's okay. It's on the nose for the episode, not for the game, really. So yeah, I'm okay with that. All right, I'm going to go uh, with I'm going to go with microwave. Okay. Um, because. It's not something that you you use a lot. Well, maybe some people do, but the more it's not really an essential. It's not like an oven. It's not like a refrigerator. Um, it's, so it's not like this game's not like Tetris or Doctor Mario. It's not essential to your collection, but it's very useful. It's very it's a very good game. I like to I like to play it. I like to use the microwave. It's, it's fast. You know, you can make it play a quick game of Yoshi's Cook. You don't have to spend a lot of time. So you it's like the microwave. You just pop something in the microwave, then you eat it and. You're done. It's, it's okay. But you don't have to have a microwave. Uh, but I would recommend mm. it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. All right. I like it. Um, I'm going to go with a crock pot. In that a crock pot is not something that you have to have. Uh, again, kind of on your non-essentials thing. Um, but if you have it, make some delicious meals. And so this is, you know, a game you... You don't have to have, but if you have it, you're going to have some fun. All right. I like it. What do you think, Matt? You got anything? And, um, so I'm going to go with a, a hand mixer, you know? A hand mixer is used to kind of mix up a bunch of ingredients, and I feel like that's what they did with Yoshi's Cookie. You know, they, they took... Uh, took a couple of dev teams. They took a game, you know, what is it, Hermetica, that wasn't quite working, 
They say, hey, go give us that designer from Tetris. We'll put Yoshi on top of it. We'll make some interesting mechanics and we'll stir it all up and we'll see what happens. Uh, so I'm going to give it the uh, the hand mixer. Yeah, I like it. Okay. That's good. I like it. Yeah. God, and Matt coming on the show, showing us up at our own game. <laughs> hey, man, I was a base bottom with that quiz that you threw earlier. Uh, so uh, I'm trying to redeem myself here. Making up ground late in the podcast. It's all right. That's how. That's how. Okay. Well, uh, let's uh, let's move on to feedback then. It's time for D patter feedback because when you're a D patter, you're a D patter for life. All right. All right. Yeah, I was thinking I don't have my camera working for some odd reason on my computer, but you remember. Back in you know the older days of the podcast, I'd always have the cat that would show up uh, in in the podcast, and she, mm-hmm. she's here right now in my lap. But if you noticed, have you seen the viral video of the guy that was like in a meeting, yes. he's a lawyer, <laughs> and there was and he was as like the cat filter. <laughs> like, no, cat. <laughs> oh, that's great! Yeah, I, I do like that video. Right. <laughs> hey, you know what? You know what? You know what we're missing, and we've been missing for what? for a while now. We don't hear the train anymore in the podcast. Mm-hmm. Do you do you miss the train? Do you you don't have one at your house now? I right? miss the train a lot. No, it's, actually, trains in Lexington are a rarity. You know, growing up in East Tennessee, where I feel like trains are like everywhere, mm-hmm. especially in Loudon. Um, you know, up here, I've probably seen like train once or twice in this area. I, I just and certainly not anywhere near where I live. So I never hear a train. So I went no, from like I, living right next to a train track to like where there are no trains. Now, so I still live fairly close, at least close enough where you can hear a train. But I moved my office to the other side of the house and uh, you can't hear the train on this side of the house anymore. So we're just going to get a train sound effect. Yeah, yeah. We, what we what we need to do just for nostalgia purposes is we need to hit the train sound effect once at the beginning of the episode, and then hit it again near the end just to signify that it has left your house and got to my house. Because that's remember boy back when you yeah. lived in uh, right was it Philadelphia right. right. We could time it. Yeah, we could time it. The the train would start in, at one point in the podcast and end at another. It's, it's pretty- Memories. All right. Anyways, feedback. All right. All right. Aaron Hickman says R.I.P. Faria, but. That's, you know, okay, Aaron, we didn't skip Faria. We skipped yeah. games in the past. As the day so that we're, we're recording this podcast, Faria should be <laughs> releasing to the Patreon people. And in fact, yeah, that's a good, I'm going to stop you there for a second on the feedback. I want to jump to an email from guess who? Ryan Ballard. Ryan, that's right. And Ryan emailed us um, after we recorded the Faria episode. Probably not his fault, probably my fault, I'm assuming. It's usually is my fault. But he says, this is about Faria. He says, hey dudes, looking at this game, it appears to be really solid. I think it's the type of game that I would have liked as a kid as well as today. I like the visuals on it, the story, as well as the gameplay. I get a pretty strong Legend of Zelda vibe, which works in its favor. But that soundtrack is really repetitive. Really, fa- It gets really repetitive really fast. Hope you guys felt different about the soundtrack. Ryan. Um, yeah, thanks for the feedback, Ryan. Sorry it's late. We did feel much the same way. Uh, you, 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 you probably hear the podcast already by the time you hear your feedback, so you can you can hear what we thought about. All right, 
back to the original feedback. All right. Well, Gabe Van Gilder will give us our first feedback for this game, and he says, sweet. <laughs> Which is a play on words because it's cookies, right? Oh, nice, Gabe. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, all right. Aaron Hickman says Yoshi's Cookies is decent on NES, especially two-player, but better on SDNES just for the extra puzzle mode where you solve a puzzle in a limited number of moves. We already talked about that. We we didn't talk. Yeah, yeah. All right. Chris Vanderhoff says tasty? Question mark. Nick Stevens says, isn't as good as Little League Baseball, but isn't in his top ten. Uh, I don't know. Can we call it? We can we, uh, put that, get, get it on speed dial. Get it, get it ready. Okay. Anthony Pig says, a very good puzzle game, in my opinion. Easier to understand, but difficult to master. A lot more fun than Dr. Mario, which I consider to be extremely difficult. Ah, Anthony throws... Uh, Dr. Mario behind this game. Okay. Yeah. Well, like I said, All it's right. close for me. Yeah. All right. Anyway, we got any any voicemails? Uh, yes, we have a voicemail, and let me go ahead and call Nick here. Uh, I gave him. I, okay. I, I gave him a ringtone, so he's got a ringtone now. So you, it may not oh, sound good. like a, a normal ringer, but it's you'll once you hear, it, you'll know that's very fitting for Nick Stevens. Okay. <laughs> this is probably going to be like one of the most infamous sound bites you'll ever have from Nick Stevens, but uh, this is probably one of my favorite games of all time. Like, probably top oh. 10. Oh, top wow. 10. So, okay. not as good as he says, not as good as uh, Little League Baseball, but top 10. Still in the top 10. Okay. That's, that's fair, Nick. That's fair. All right. Uh, and Matt, in case you're. In case you're you're wondering, Aaron, who I made fun of, is on our sister podcast that we like to make fun of. And Nick is the other co-host of that sister podcast that we like to make fun of. Got it. It's okay that we're making fun of them, I think. <laughs> nice. Fair enough. All right. And we do have a voicemail. So here we go. Dudes, it's JZNES back again. And I see you guys are actually talking about food this time. We're going to talk about Yoshi's Cookie. That delicious lime cookie that uh, that I had that one time. I can't believe you guys know about it. It's so obscure. Oh, wait, wait. Oh, you, you mean the NES game? Oh, that's disappointing. That that cookie was really good that time. But anyway, uh, Yoshi's Cookie, pretty fun um, NES game. Definitely a cool uh, puzzle game there. A lot of fun to play against your friends and start, you know, throwing Yoshi Yoshi's at him uh, to... The, the little Yoshis that you get in the game, uh, so they like do different things, like put the little question marks on the screen and whatnot. Um, but you know, it's one of those typical line em up kind of games. The music's pretty decent. Um, I remember me and my friend played a bit of that. Uh, I have this like Japanese GameCube collection, um, that I got fr- from, uh, my friend there. Well, I, I didn't get it from him. I got I actually got that online, but I got my Japanese GameCube from him because he lives in Japan right now, and um, I'm obsessed with orange. It's like my favorite color, and so the orange GameCube there, uh, he got that for me with the orange GameCube player. And uh, one time when he came back, we we, we played this, we did this compilation just that has Yoshi's Cookie on it, and like paneled upon a few other games, but we played that against each other. It was a lot of fun. So yeah, it's just a really fun like. Um, 
competitive puzzle game for the NES. Um, you know, just one of those games that'll, that'll keep you busy for a while. So, yeah, not much to say about it. Good, clean NES puzzle fun there. So, uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed it. And until next time, uh, keep it classic. And I'll see you guys in the next one. Jay-Z out. I knew that there was a yeah. reason I liked, I liked you, Jay-Z. You're orange. You like orange. I know. Go, I was going to say, orange. like, you know, don't don't get me wrong. I like the purple on the GameCube. But, man, to have a, one of those orange ones, oh. Yeah. That would I know be what sweet. you mean. I know what you mean. I I was the well, I was one of the dummies that had the black GameCube. I'm really oh no. I really make a lot of poor choices when it comes to colors and, and video game consoles. You got the gray, the gray controllers for the uh, for yeah. the Switch. For the Switch, yeah. The I, like I said, I make a lot of poor console color choices. Speaking of which, I got some new controllers for the Switch, and I got the purple and orange. I'm I'm a big fan. Yeah, you use it for Halloween. <laughs> Purple's not a Halloween color. Yeah, it is. It's orange Matt. and black for Halloween. Matt, purple? Halloween. Uh, yeah, it, it kind of counts now. It's a, It can be a Halloween color. All right. Speaking uh, from my own experience, I guess, you know, not as classic as orange and black, but it's up there. Okay. All right. That's All fair. Right, as long right. as you're agreeing with me, that's, that's totally fair. That's the way. <laughs> all right well that's it i think well, that's good thanks matt for coming mm-hmm. on you want to tell people again about your about your game where they can find it i assume it's in the all the app stores yeah all the app stores yeah you can download roller coaster tycoon story um it's it's published in, and produced by atari um developed by graphite lab right here in st louis and uh, you can get it on android uh devices through google play and download it on iPads and iPhones and everything Apple uh, through the App Store. Sweet. I'm going to have to check it out because it mixes the uh, two things I like. I, th- I, th- I thought that uh, I, know you, I, knew, I knew you were talking about the Roller Coaster Tycoon game. For some reason, I thought you were talking about a different puzzle game when you were talking about coming on the show. But so now I know that they're mixed together. I'm, I'm even more intrigued, I think. So. Yeah, we, we always, we, the, the hand mixer analogy applies to all of our ideas too. Like we're always kind of mashing stuff on top of, of each other. Um, the, the roller coaster concepts came from a different puzzle game that we were developing internally as an original idea, but then evolved into roller coasters. So, um, you know, a lot of these ideas we come up with are kind of liquid, you know, they, they, they evolve and change and, you know, uh, uh, develop over time. So, yeah. Very cool. And it's got a really good writing on, I'm just pulled it up. It's got good writing. You guys are doing, must be doing good. Must be doing something right. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's a very different take on the roller coaster franchise, right? It's not for everybody. It's not that classic sim. This is a, a kind of a departure in many ways. But um, for a puzzle player that likes the theme park setting and uh, you know wants something to to keep you busy on your your iPad or iPhone, uh, give it a shot. Uh, there's some really, uh, I think, pretty innovative things we're doing with the match three gameplay and the the rails and. And uh, you know you might spot a little Yoshi's cookie in there as you're playing. So give it a give it a look. Nice. And don't play it while driving. Nice. I was just joking earlier. Yeah. By the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not recommended. All right. All so Justin, where, where can they find us? 
Well, you can find us on Facebook, of course, the Bit Brothers Gaming Community. Go there and talk about talk amongst the other uh, retro gaming enthusiasts there about multiple topics. You can also find us on our web page, which I believe is bitbrosnetwork.com. Did I get that right? I don't know. That's Why right. Do right. Why do you always ask me? <laughs> I always do this. I always put you on the spot. Um, I'm typing it in right now. Hold on. And Bit, yeah, bitbrosnetwork.com. Okay. You got it. Yeah. All right. All right. And of course, you can always call us and leave us a voicemail at 775-7-RETRO-1. Or that is 775-773-8761. Don't let Jay-Z be the only one calling in. I mean, I love the calls from Jay-Z, and I hope he continues. Yeah. We, uh, let's get a little variety in there somewhere. Let's get some, I don't know, some Andrew Coeds or some some Jesse, you know, get some Cleva in there. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I'm, I'm waiting on some other phone calls. If Rob called us one time. Uh, you know, that worked. All right. Yeah. You can also find our Patreon at patreon.com slash bitbros. Uh, thank you. Shout out to Nico's 8-Bit Stereo on YouTube. That's WeGuy309. And that's his username. If you go, if you know how to use YouTube usernames, I don't know that I do. But thanks, <laughs> thanks to him for the stereoized version of the NES tunes. And thanks to the Fox Dude for the awesome Two Dudes logo. Yeah. That's it. Thanks again, Matt, for coming on. Yeah, man. Thanks a lot. Sweet. Yeah. No, thanks, guys. It's always good to to chat. And, um, yeah, I'll keep you posted. We're cooking up some some more fun things. So, um, you know, Roller Coaster's been great, but we're, we're, uh, you know, always building our studio and making more stuff. So as soon as I have stuff to announce, I'll let you know. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. All righty. Cheers, guys. Thanks. See you guys. See you. All right, catch you later. Bye.